Hello, everyone. This is Eric Pennington, and welcome to the Spirit of EQ podcast. We're glad that you've tuned in. A few things we wanted to tell you at the beginning of the show, and that's this podcast was created to be a tool to help you, primarily to discover and grow your EQ. Science and our own lived experiences confirm that the better we are at managing our emotions, the better we're going to be at making decisions, which leads to a better life. And that's something we all want. We're glad that you've taken out the time today to listen and hope that something that you hear will lead to a breakthrough. Hey, one last thing. We'd really appreciate a review on whichever platform you use to listen. And if you want to, leave some comments about what you heard today, as well as follow and subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode as we continue this journey. And with that, the show begins. So, Jeff, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Do you like change? Are you talking about quarters? <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played, Jeff. Well played. Or are you talking no, I'm about... I'm talking about... <laughs> Go ahead. Things happening that might not be under my control. That's pretty much where I was heading. <laughs> okay. We may have an episode on change, as in quarters, nickels, dimes. Okay. You know that, you know that uh, old uh, form of currency or whatever. But I'm thinking about change in, in respect to what we feel when change happens. And just to kind of qualify, right? Um, there is change that gets dropped at your front door, and you weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. It could be good. It could be not so good. There's change that you or I or someone in the audience decides, you know, I'm going to stop doing this and start doing that. Right. Um, that may also relate to maybe a health diagnosis or something. Mm-hmm. Something that you're saying, okay, I have to do something differently. Like any problem or opportunity you encounter in a day, that change is going to be a catalyst for an emotion. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of go down and and think just, you know, rather uh, in a riff sort of way. What are some of the emotions you think happen or are are kicked out, kicked off by by change? First, the type of change that's surprising. You weren't expecting it. Okay. Fear. Fear. Okay. Fear as in? I'm afraid of what's happening right now. I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Am I going to be able to? Let's say it's a um, something as simple as a new work software right. change, big sure. change. Yeah, am yep. I going to be able to figure this out? Right. Okay. So uh, the unexpected change that's really, really good. And it, you're going to feel happiness, joy, mm-hmm. um, maybe ecstasy. Ecstasy. Yeah. It could yeah. be. It could be as strong as that. Mm-hmm. Right. So. As we've talked about before, well, let me, before I go into sort of an analyzation there a bit, um, let's go for the change where you've decided that I'm going to do something differently. Excitement. Mm -hmm. Um, Resolve. Yeah. Resolve is an emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I wasn't, I was thinking along those lines, but I wasn't thinking of that word, but yeah, that's resolve. Um, You still could have some fear too, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have some fear. Am I going to be able to do it? Right. And I think an- anticipation is different than excitement mm-hmm. because exactly. you're looking ahead at, you know, 
what what is this going to look like when when if yeah. when I do what I want to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, from the perspective of what we know, that emotions are chemicals in our brain mm-hmm. that happen to be communicators, mm-hmm. right? And I know that we've got a fabulous tool. Actually, Six Seconds has a fabulous tool that is the that emotions wheel. You know, the mm-hmm. interactive, uh, and which, by the way, um, we'll we'll get in the show notes for everyone um, the link for that. It's a really powerful tool. So I don't have that dedicated to memory, mm-hmm. but certainly when we feel fear, that is a certainty or a feeling that. There is loss. I'm, I'm losing something, right? I'm losing something. Potentially. Or there's danger. Or there's danger, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, um, and and by the way, audience, we're trying to create a little bit of a thread to, to create this wonderful um, sort of, um, uh, I, I consider clothing art, so I'm one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tapestry maybe is a better okay, way of saying it. Um so there's certainly the, the idea of that you're losing something, mm-hmm. but then there's also... There's the danger. The danger, yeah. So what do we gain by those messaging, do you think? what was What's in it for us that, that our brain has released these chemicals that are communicating that? Well, it's, it's, it's the same, you know, the fear or the danger that we feel when we're confronted with a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. It's maybe at a different level, but... What, the, what that emotion is telling you is, okay, here's something that I need to pay attention to mm-hmm. because there is a possibility of mm-hmm. something happening. And I like that you use that term, pay attention to, mm-hmm. right? Because I think in a world in which we live where we're either trying to perform our way through life or we're trying to hide, um, and I know it's not just those two things, but those come to my mind, mm-hmm. it makes me realize that if we're not careful, we'll we'll just try to run. We'll just try to just, mm-hmm. you know, just push on through and, you know, maybe it won't be noticed. Maybe it won't, you know. But I think there is some value there in examining, you know, what's behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what, what is it trying to say to me? And I would say, again, using a reference back to other episodes, the idea of the pause, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of not running, you know, if it's fear, why don't you invite fear to sit down and hear him out? Mm-hmm. Hear what fear has to say. Because what I'm finding, Jeff, in my own life personally, is that the more I do that, the less power fear has over me. Because it's like anything, right? You know, I imagine as we're recording in the studio today, you know, if a, you know, a grizzly bear knocks through the door in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are going to be, I mean, <laughs> freeze, flight, flight, right? Okay. <laughs> or pass out. But Jeff, <laughs> what if we notice that the bear is moving kind of awkwardly, almost kind of back and forth, rocking? Uh-huh. And then I look a little closer and I go, Jeff, I don't think that's a bear. I, th- I think somebody's in a bear suit. <laughs> and then they start laughing. And then I know that voice, Jeff, that's my son. Grant, take off. Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. I want to stress to you, there are things that are real and are absolutely, you better get out of there. Mm-hmm. 
I think more often than not, though, the fears that we're talking about are the ones that appear like that grizzly bear. But if we would just wait a little bit, just invite it to sit down, not the bear, but the fear, Mm -hmm. what we might find is, well, I should be paying attention to it, but I don't think it's something I need to like hightail it out of here. Yeah. Let's say I mentioned it before. Your business decides to go a whole different software platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're afraid of that. Yeah, because I'm going to have to learn it. Can I learn it? All this stuff. But then when you sit down and look at it, and you go, "Wow, you know what? That's going to make my job better. I'm going to be able to do a better job easier." And look at it that way. The- and and I would tell you, uh, and Jeff, that. The idea of this pausing and inviting an emotion to have a seat Mm -hmm. so that you can hear them out, it is a practice. Mm -hmm. You have to develop it. You have to develop it because I get it. Most of our fears, we're not, we don't have a, there's not a tendency on our part to go, well, yeah, come on, sit down. I want to hear what you have to say. And that's not how I'm approaching it. It, it, it is going to be fraught with those, the physical thing, and it's going to be fraught with the nervousness, all the rest. All I'm saying is, from my experience, that when I invite those emotions to have a seat where I'm willing to listen to what they have to say, most, if not all the time, those emotions are not coming at me to harm me. Yeah, it you look at it this way what you're what you need to be or should be I know those aren't the best way to say it, but you you've you're feeling fear now, but what you really for the situation, maybe it's in that same continuum because emotions have that from in, the intensity. Right. Maybe you should be looking at something that's it's in that same Continuum, whatever you want to call it, but maybe it's just concern. Mm-hmm. Concern is a lot different than fear. It so okay. I I need to be concerned with this because I'm gonna have to spend more time. I'm gonna have to learn something new or or whatever it is. Yeah, you're still in that same thing, but it's one. It's more manageable, and two, it allows the thinking part of your brain to think. Right, and I think that that's a key component as well is us allowing because that's what we're really talking about i think is allowing our prefrontal the executive function of our mm-hmm. brain to take over to to have sway with us and what we're going to do next because i think at that point in time when that executive function is kicking in it will begin to be able to apply the well did the doctor actually say that it was this mm-hmm. did your friend actually say I will never or did you maybe you need to get clarification on that mm-hmm. I mean our emotion center does not provide that kind of analysis right a, a long long time ago we had I don't really know what his role was come into the company I was working for to help us with I'm not even sure <laughs> It's been mm-hmm. so long. Yep. But he said something that has stuck with me. 
and he called it a listening for. I'm listening for the bad thing. I'm so no matter what you say to me, if I'm in that listening for, mm. I'm probably listening for the most gloom and doom that I can find. Right, which could also mean I'm listening for the positive. I'm mm-hmm. listening for the optimistic. Mm-hmm. That's that's really cool. So as we continue about change, what happens, do you think, when we don't move through change in a healthy way? And <laughs> obviously that can cover a multitude of things from uh, substance abuse to uh, crash and burning of relationships, um, fill in the blank. <laughs> All those things happen. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be in a situation um, – well, you're not able to grow through the change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because change, it, it can stunt your growth or it can increase your growth. Yeah. Yeah. It has that ability, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, based on a choice on our part, right? Right. Um, so um, if we look at it through that lens, um, the idea is to move through it in a healthy way. And, you know, once again, you know, hopefully I'm not opining too much about my feelings about our current society and its deficits. I I just think one of those things, again, that really leaps out to me is that um, we have so much expectation for things to be on the upside that we're not really good when they follow the downside path. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know, Jeff, I don't care what generation you're from, from Gen Z to Boomer or whatever, mm-hmm. life is not linear. Right. It, it is full of elated moments and disappointing moments. Mm-hmm. And if you can only embrace the elated moments, um, you're going to have challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's in relationships. It's it's in um, running a business. It's you know whatever it is that you're pursuing. The idea is, and I use the words of Jesus: "In this world, you will have trouble." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, you know, in my years of walking the planet, I, I would say that yeah, that that is absolutely true. Um, so. I think another problem if if we're moving through change in an unhealthy way is that we might place ourselves in a position where what might have been a normal downside becomes something of a more major downside. Right. Right? Um, for example, someone is going through a change. Um, it, it's, it's pretty big. Uh, they're having trouble kind of shaking off of the reality of it and you can fill in the blank with circumstances mm-hmm. i think we all have them in our head and they begin to to drink alcohol and what started as some might say a relieving of stress becomes more regular mm-hmm. and becomes even more regular what i think we can forget is is that um you know, the idea, is this change permanent mm. versus, you know, is it temporary? Because what I'd hate to see people fall into is that the change that was so stressful for you after eight months 
fades. Mm -hmm. But you created another problem with the drinking, exactly. of which is a much more difficult thing to shake than many, right? Mm -hmm. So I would ask the question, if I'm, and again, using drinking as an analogy or as an example, is this drinking moving me forward? <laughs> or is it moving me backward? If the answer is it's moving me forward, well, with drinking, I probably would recommend you really make sure you're looking at it from every angle. Mm -hmm. If it's moving you backward, that probably is a sign of you need to curtail or stop. And again, you can fill in the blank with any example you like, whether it's drinking, sex, I mean, it, whatever it may be, um, because unfortunately, life does not allow us to call time out. No. <laughs> right? What's the old insurance thing? Life comes at you fast? Right. Yeah. There are no timeouts in life. I mean, in the sense of you can't stop time. So the idea that, oh, wait a minute, I need, I need everybody to just hold off on the sideline until I get this particular problem worked out. It doesn't work that way. It's happening in real time. And I think those things you mentioned that we might do, drinking, whatever, more than than moving you backwards, I think more importantly, it makes you stay there. You're masking what's going on, and so you don't have to deal with it. So wow, you're, that's so you're stuck. Great perspective. So the the idea is that you inhibit your ability to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's a subtle. Uh, I call it a subtle deception, because on the face of it. Um, you know, I, I would begrudge no one if they say, well, yeah, I occasionally have a glass of red wine with dinner. I'm, I'm not going to. But what I have found, um, and, and some people um, who are vulnerable and courageous enough to talk about it would say that it began to be something that they felt like they needed. Mm -hmm. Right. And whether it's that or some other type of substance or form of, um, of medication, right? Because it's kind of the idea of medicating. It, I mean, it could be over-exercising. It could mm -hmm. be you name it. Yeah, yeah. So um, with that, maybe that healthy part uh, comes into maybe talk a little bit about the no choose and give, mm -hmm. um, KCG for short. Um, so... Um, when we think about the no choose give, right? So for our audience, um, the the K is stands for know yourself, which is a life pursuit inside of our EQ mm -hmm. model. The choose is the other life pursuit in our model, and then there's the give. Mm -hmm. So know yourself, choose yourself, and give, give yourself. yourself. Yeah. So I wanted to look at this from a little different angle, um, and kind of. Think of it in terms of, okay, what is it inside of the know yourself life pursuit? Because there's two competencies. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm going to maybe turn that on its head too, Jeff. I'm going to call them tools okay. versus competencies. Okay, They're both the same, but right. tools I like in this setting because it kind of gives me the sense of like I'm, I'm trying to solve something. Okay. I need a tool to fix <laughs> and such. Um, <laughs> So, Jeff, the idea I'm going to use here or uh, the, the form of description would be tools, right? Mm -hmm. So when we look at the Know Yourself Life Pursuit and those two tools, know your, uh, 
emotional literacy, enhance emotional literacy, and recognize uh-huh. patterns. We're in change, right? Regardless of whether we've been the catalyst or it's the unknown. Um, of those two, what what which one do you think? And maybe it's both, but which one leaps out to you is like, wow, this could be really valuable in moving through change in a healthy way. That's a tough one because they're both important. I yeah. think, and me, I don't, I don't want to no, limit you to just one. No, but. I I think the recognizing patterns I think is probably the most important because if you recognize that you're feeling something, mm-hmm. you've kind of done the first one. So. Recognize what you've normally done in the past. Yeah, and I want to stress for audience, this is not exhaustive. This is not saying anytime you encounter change, you must do this. Right. We're just kind of going at it from the angle of what could be a value because I think ultimately all the competencies would would be a value for Mm -hmm. you going through change. So for me, I probably would go with recognize patterns too because Mm -hmm. for me, more often than not, when we encounter change – if you live long enough, it's probably one you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Some way or another. Some way or another. So your ability to kind of look back, and, and this was infinitely valuable for me as an entrepreneur because when I, you know, I came out of a corporate world where, you know, you did everything possible to not fail or make a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but getting into the entrepreneur pursuit, I found, yeah, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to have ventures that are going to fail. Mm-hmm. So you better get used to it. And I remember hearing that, recoiling at that idea because <laughs> I thought that's the end of the world stuff. You're o- it's over. You're done. You, you know. But what I found out um, was they were right. There is multiple failures that lead to a success. Mm-hmm. And the first go around, oh, did it hurt? It was embarrassing. It was. I was dejected. I mean, all of the above. What would have happened if when Elon Musk had his first rocket blow up, he would have went, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and to, to Elon Musk's credit, he came out of an ecosystem where it was encouraged to, mm-hmm. quote, fail, you mm-hmm. know, mistakes, because that's the pathway to learning. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it took me a little bit longer, but – after when I got to the second time of things not working, I I could recognize the pattern. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, felt that. Yep. That's yeah, it's kind of like the same thing. Yep. Oh, that's a little bit different, but you know what? This isn't the end of my world. I, I've just got to refocus and pivot and and that's the value of recognized patterns, at mm-hmm. least for me in, in this regard. So when we look at the choose yourself pursuit. Uh, where we have consequential thinking, navigate emotions, intrinsic motivation, and optimism. Mm-hmm. Which one of those leaps out for you if you want to go through change in a healthy way? I think navigating emotions. Navigating emotions. Because you're going to have emotions through this change, mm-hmm. and you know how do you get through them? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that, this one, obviously— yeah, it, for me to say which one, because mm-hmm. you could really probably again you could pull yeah. through, um, but I'm going to go with optimism. Mm-hmm. You know, the, have a close second. <laughs> yeah, you know this this idea that there is this hope and possibility regardless of the circumstances. Um, that 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 one just leaps out. But again, if I had to pick a close second, I probably would say consequential thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, 
the idea of consequential thinking, weighing the cost and benefits of the decisions that we uh, potentially are going to make. And like you said before, everybody's different. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And and again, I'll just echo that back. You know, it's again, you and I are choosing these based on what we think could potentially be a a valuable way of uh, moving through change. Probably ones we've picked when we've had to deal with it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> or I'm not going to say probably. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So in the give yourself, we've got two. We've got noble goals and um, increase empathy. Mm-hmm. Where do you land on those? This is one I'm going to have to say I think they're both equally important. So you got you need them both. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unwrap that a little bit more. I think, once again, I've, you guys probably hear me or are tired of hearing me talk about self empathy. Mm. You got to never get tired of it. <laughs> you got to have some self empathy to you know these feelings that you're feeling are normal, natural. Uh, once again, they're there for a reason. Don't beat yourself up for it. Give yourself a break. Understand that, you know, if you have a failure in this change, it's okay because you're learning. So self-empathy, I think, is extremely important. And maybe you need to have a little bit of empathy for whoever's forcing the change on you. Mm. Because, you know, if it's a work situation, you know, hopefully that person has thought it through. They've decided we've looked at all the options. This is what we need to do to move ahead. Mm-hmm. So give them the empathy for that. Mm-hmm. And then noble goal to me is, how is this going to connect to what my noble goal is? Is this going to um, allow me to live my noble goal the way I want? Yeah, and I I would tell you, um, you know, I was leaning toward um, increased empathy, but I do believe uh, the noble goal is probably one, and um, empathy would be one A if I could say it that way. Mm-hmm. Because the noble goal, and I'm going to just do an abbreviated my interpretation definition, it's the North Star. Mm -hmm. It's the North Star that we need that as we are traveling through life that we have something that we can go, this is what I'm following, right? Um, And if if you're someone that has, uh, who hears the term noble goal and go, what in the world do they mean a noble goal? Well, we've got episodes, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, you can go back and search. Uh, we've done, I believe, an episode or two specifically around mm-hmm. noble goals, and I don't want to spend ton time here about what does that mean, how do you do it, and all that. But the noble goal for me, because um, I got to tell you, Jeff, that if I did not have a noble goal, uh, when I hit the wall in those first two ventures, uh, I probably would have took the exit ramp. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, there's no way I would take on the amount of risk and the amount of work that I've taken on to do the work that is what we do if it wasn't for a noble goal. Mm-hmm. Because it it's too hard for it to not be connected to something noble. I mean, I mean, it's just, yeah. just straight, you know, that that's that's what it is for me. And having that noble goal... <clears throat> has kept my eyes uh it's 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 given me again it's kind of the north star you know you imagine being on the sea and it's really really dark 
But if you look to the north, you can see that star. It gives you that direction. You know where you're going and why you're going that way. Yeah, I think the noble goal is what gives the other seven competencies or tools mm-hmm. a reason and energy. Yeah, and in a practical way, I'm glad you brought back in the tool thing, is that when you find yourself in change, and, 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 and so often with change, it, it just it throws you off of your normal or mm-hmm. what you consider to be normal. You know, you can go to your noble goal. You know, if you've developed one, you, you should pull it out. You, you should look at it. It, it should be a reminder mm-hmm. that, okay, am I still following true north? And if not, I, I need to adjust my course a bit because true north is why, this is why the pursuit. Um, as we go back to optimism, you know, when you are inevitably going to feel that, you know what, I just don't know if this is going to work. I just don't know if I'm going to be able. Having that perspective, that that mindset of hope and possibility, you're going to need that tool, right? And then going back in reverse order here, but to recognize patterns. Hey, wait a minute. I've seen this before. It, it's not doesn't mean it's all going to play out the same mm-hmm. way, but I know what this change looks like. What did I do before? What did I miss? What did I... How do I adjust those kind of things? I think is infinitely healthy in making sure that as you're navigating, it's going to be healthy. Um, and let's not let's keep it real, Jeff. Some changes create permanency. Mm-hmm. There may be some things that change permanently for you, for I, for all of us. Mm-hmm. So this is not a recipe of like, hey, if you do these things, then you'll be able to manipulate change to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. I've, I've, I have some things in my life. I've talked about one of them, one here with the anxiety. That's a permanent change. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I got to look at it every day. Yeah. And the reality of that, as, as much of a downer that is to deal with, I believe, and I'm not going to speak for you, mm-hmm. but I believe is its hold and its management becomes more efficient because you don't see it as something that I got to, I got to get this out of my life. I got to, mm-hmm. I got to find a way not to have this anymore. Yeah, it, it's, it's here. It's going to stay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I know what I need to do. Yeah. 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 This has been great. All right. So, um, audience, we, uh, we appreciate you tuning in yes. and, um, we look forward to the next time that we're together. Take care. Hi, everyone. This is Eric again. A couple of things as we've ended the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you're tuning in on a regular basis. We'd love it if you would give us a great review on whatever platform you're listening to the podcast. It's so appreciative and helps us as we try to get more exposure for the work we do and the episodes that we publish. And we're grateful to you as a listener. The second thing is just remember, our content is for educational purposes only. It's not intended by any stretch to diagnose or to treat anything that may be occurring in your life or anyone else's life that you may be connected to through the podcast. But once again, we appreciate you tuning in to the shows. And as always, we look forward to the next time that we're together. Take care.